0: Hello and welcome to the Happier at Work podcast with your host Aoife O'Brien. The podcast for anyone who wants to be happier at work. We spend so much of our time at work. Everyone deserves to be happier at work. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Happier at Work podcast where I'll be speaking with author and blogger Andrea Mara. Andrea lives in Dublin with her husband and three young children and her website is officemum.ie. Prior to having a career as a writer, Andrea worked for 17 years in financial services. Redundancy then gave her the opportunity to turn what was a hobby into a full-time career. You might know Andrea because of her books. Her first book, the Other Side of the Wall was shortlisted for the Kate O'Brien Award in 2018 and her second novel, One Click, was shortlisted for the Irish Crime Novel of the Year in 2018 at the On Irish Book Awards. She has also won a number of awards for her blogging. Now, I first came across Andrea Mara because of her book, One Click, but most recently she's appeared in the media talking about imposter syndrome Andrea will be sharing with us some tips about balance so her blog very much focuses on finding that balance especially if you're a working parent. She shares with us tips on balance, practical things that you can do today so we have a great discussion about what balance means and she also shares with us what makes her happier at work and you need to stay tuned to the end where she shares with us a sneak peek of her new book that's coming out next spring. In advance of listening to the podcast, I just wanted to let you know that the sound quality is not great. Something about how the recording was picked up, so I wanted to apologize for that in advance. I hope you enjoy the podcast all the same because we had a really great discussion and Andrea was wonderful to speak to. So let's get started. Andrea, welcome to the Happy at Work podcast. You're very welcome joining us today. Uh, Hi, do you Andrea. want to tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Sure, yeah. I worked in financial services for many, many years and I was happy in my job, I liked what I was doing and uh, particularly the people management side of things, I liked any element of the job that involved chatting to people, communicating, that side of it was really what appealed to me. So I would say I was happy in my job and then I had kids and I suddenly realised what everybody had been saying all these years was true. It's really 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 difficult to balance career and kids and i i kind of wondered were other people struggling the way i was struggling were there any forums were there any blogs with people talking about it and i couldn't find any blogs so i just started my own blog then which is office mom and it was really just a place to let off a bit of steam at the start i had just gone back to work after my third baby was born and I was kind of going, oh, my God, this is so hard. Like, is everybody else struggling like this? So I would write a blog post trying to kind of tease it out in my own head, but down on paper as such. And, yeah, lots of other people replied or emailed or got in touch via the blog or directly to say, yeah, I know. I find it really hard, too. And there's, there's kind of no one-size-fits-all solution as far as I can see over the last six years having written about it and you know what works for my family might not work for someone else's family but i think the thing is trying to find what works best for you and that can involve a lot of trial and error so the focus of my blog is very much on the parenthood side of things and i think it's something that affects women more than men because in ireland we still have a culture whereby it is women who stay at home more often than men it's women who take parental leave the statistics are huge there women taking parental leave versus men taking parental leave partly because it's unpaid I think and women who are used to having had maternity leave or maybe a bit more open saying okay I'm going to take some unpaid parental leave now for men it's still difficult I think to put your head above the water in work and say yeah I want to take a block of six or eight weeks unpaid leave now to be with my kids so there's all that stuff going on. And what I have found, I did um, a- an interview series on my blog where I would every week have a kind of Q&A type interview blog post with um, different women. And one of the things I found was that the people who were happiest with their work, family balance, were the people who really liked their job. That came up more and more time went by or became more obvious I think as time went by so for women who were leaving their children into crash or with a child minder and going into a job they didn't really like at all they tended to be miserable about leaving their kids behind and actually probably felt that it was all about I think all about oh I'm going to work and I hate leaving my kids but you know maybe sometimes it was about to a job i hate maybe it would be different if i was going to a job i love and through the interview series the women who were passionate about their careers because either they have set up their own businesses or they had got to have a role in in their work that they really really enjoyed i found that they were the ones most at ease with their childcare care setup with their okay i'm away from my kids five days a week but it's okay because i love my job and we really do fantastic stuff in The weekends and in the evenings or maybe they had negotiated a three-day week or two-day week or five mornings or whatever the case may be. There was never any one-size-fits-all but that was the common theme that people who loved their jobs were definitely most at ease about balancing children and work.
0: Wow that's really interesting. There's a couple of points there I wanted to pick up on. So I find it a bit fascinating that given the kind of I suppose how common it is for, um, you know, for women to try and balance having children with going back to the workplace, that there wasn't an existing blog that, like, it wasn't really kind of mainstream talked about um, until six years ago. Like, I find that really fascinating. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose it's time or it's the initiative to actually, okay. listen, this is something that we need to start talking about and other people must be having the same struggles that I'm having. Therefore, let's start talking about it and let's get some feedback. Um, Yeah. So it's brilliant that you've been able to kind of highlight that and highlight the issues that are going on for working mums as well in that forum. Um, And then the other point that I wanted to pick up on was this whole idea of enjoying your job leads to better balance almost that's what it sounds like you're saying that um when you when you enjoy your role it actually leads to better balance rather than the other way around
1: yeah I mean it's it's something that I felt I could see coming through in the interviews that I was talking about like when I look back over them that did seem to be the common theme and I know it's it's easy to say, it's not easy to do, because lots of people are going into jobs that they need to do because um, it's where they ended up, or because it's the job that's nearest their house, and um, the school, where they need to rush to do their pay cup or for financial reasons, or it's near childminder, or whatever. So it, it's definitely not the case of, of just saying, oh, go find a job you love, and everything will be okay, because I appreciate it's not as simple as that. You can't just necessarily find a job if you love. But I would think if you're in a job you absolutely hate, it, it's worth exploring options. Trying to see is there something else you could do. Maybe you absolutely need that salary and that location of the job, but. It could be worth exploring to see, is there another job that may be paid slightly less, but it's okay location-wise, or whatever the case may be, because I think there, there can't be many things worse than being absolutely miserable as a parent, leaving your kids behind every day to go to a job you hate. I think that, that's a very tough situation yeah
0: yeah I think I mean for anyone and I've been in that situation myself where you're going along to a job and you're just absolutely miserable it's not not a great situation to be in and it's it, it's difficult to get out of as well you know because it does take time to find a new job to research to go for interviews and all of that kind of thing as well so you know and trying to find the balance across all of those things but um yeah it is interesting points that you make around it's not that easy just to kind of pick up and find something new that you're that you're going to love it, it does take a bit of work and it does need to tie in with the other commitments that you have whether that's dropping kids off at school or you know you could be on to um a three or four day working week and that might, might that might not be an option if you find something else what does balance mean to you
1: for me it just means Not feeling guilty 100% of the time about not doing my job well enough and not looking after my kids well enough. Because often for working parents, um, again, working mothers in particular, that's the problem. You feel like you're not giving 100% to your kids and you can feel like you're not giving 100% to your job. I suspect that in most cases we're actually overcompensating. Like I certainly saw in my job, I don't work there anymore in financial services, but um the the my colleagues who had children were overcompensating, getting in earlier, staying on late whenever they could, you know, if someone else is picking up the kids today, I'll stay late because I want to, you know, catch up even more than usual, working through lunch, not taking breaks to make sure we were getting the work done so we didn't feel guilty about the fact that we no longer work Fridays
0: or whatever the yeah. may
1: be in a particular setup. And um, I think we maybe do something simpler with kids in that, you know, if you're at work all day, you might be doing really amazing things with the kids at the weekend or making sure you spend as much time as possible when you get in from work, spending time doing stories with them and listening to how their day went. Um, so it, it's kind of like trying to not feel guilty all the time. And if you reach that point, right, you don't feel guilty all the time. Maybe an okay balance. Yes.
0: To, to, yeah. No, that's an interesting perspective. I really like that, and um, what you say as well about that overcompensation in work. I've seen it myself. You know, if people are technically they're on a four-day working week, but they they work basically five days within those four days because they're working through lunch or they're working extra hours or they're coming in early, and that's not you know it's not really fair because they're only getting paid for the four days. You know and. Whether they're guilty and they need to overcompensate, or whether it's something else going on, um, it is. Yeah, it's 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 detrimental to th- to their own health and their own well being. Um, are there any tips in particular? So you're saying it's kind of about this guilt factor, and it's not feeling guilty because you're you're not giving a hundred percent in work, not feeling guilty because you're not giving a hundred percent at home. Or um, are there any tips that you would have for people to? Kind of take that first step, I suppose, towards not feeling guilty. Yeah, um, I
1: think that you can definitely set boundaries. Uh, So these are just like little practical things. So, for example, uh, coming in from work in the evening, I used to put my phone in a drawer and just put it on silent in the drawer because if any emails came through, nobody I wasn't at work anymore nobody was going to expect me to respond immediately as long as I had a chance to look at my email again that night after the kids went to bed that was enough now obviously that depends on any given job and any given boss and you know you could have a job where yes you do have to respond immediately but I you know everyone would need to work out their own boundaries for me this was my went and I used to literally physically put the phone in the drawer and put it on silent and say right I'm home now and the next two to three hours this is just for the kids listening to how their day went um sitting down to check their homework and have dinner and if I I had that concrete boundary then I didn't have to feel guilty because I was sticking to my self-imposed rules and I was spending time with the kids being present with the kids but like that's just one small thing that worked well for me um it could be something else for somebody else and there are jobs where it's hard to do that I mean I'm self-employed now um, i work from home as a writer so my boundaries are very blurred now <laughs> yeah. and I've, had to, I've had to interview people who i'm um speaking to for articles literally sitting on my bedroom floor with my back to the door holding it shut while my youngest tries to get in to tell me something you know like he's just worked out that two plus two is four or something like that um that literally did happen and i'm trying to <laughs> keep it well trying to spend the on the phone. But I think as long as we're doing our best, we have to stop beating ourselves up about it. Like yeah. if we can take a step back and go, well, you know, at work, am I, you know, just things, sitting back, doing nothing? No, I'm not. Well, then what am I feeling guilty about? I'm doing my absolute best. I am trying to switch five-day week into four days because when you ask for a four-day week, there's very few jobs that will say yeah sure let me take 20% of your work away as you said normally if you're doing a four day week you're still doing five days work although now you're just getting 80% of your salary and a lot of us accept that because it's like yeah it's probably not fair that I'm doing all this work and getting paid less but at the same time I get to have Friday with my kids so I'm willing to do it so I think if you take a step back and go yeah am I working hard at work am I doing my best yes I am am I doing my best to the whole situation right whether that's with kids or a partner or whatever it is then that's all you can do and that has to be good
0: enough i think yeah absolutely and it's interesting what you said about boundaries because it's it's a note i kind of made to ask you about that i mean boundaries are really important in in every aspect of our life but i think in particular around work a lot of people have trouble saying no to things whether it's saying no to clients saying no to their boss um establishing really good boundaries in work is really great practice. And, you you know, you were saying maybe it's not every situation where you can turn off your phone or whether you can put it on silence and put it in a drawer for the evening. But you'd have to question what are those situations when that's not okay Because... To me, you know, when you're at home, that's your home time. You shouldn't be expected to be answering emails straight away. And I know certainly in France, they've brought in a law saying that you can't send work emails after after work hours. It's just not acceptable. And um, it's against the law, in fact, um, to do that. And I, they've done that in, in another place as well. I found out recently, but I can't. the name escapes me of where it was. Um, but I think those kind of things, because work, especially in this day and age with mobile devices, work tends to creep into are non-working hours and like we're accessible all the time. I remember, you know, when I was working full time, I'd be checking my emails in the evening and you get like it's it's kind of bringing that the stress and the the kind of the stress of the day-to-day work and you're bringing it into your home life as well. Um and it's it's not good. It's not a good situation to be in. So yeah, boundaries are are really really important and kind of, you know, understanding what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. So if you're saying Yes, that's okay to the boss, but actually inside you're feeling no, that's not okay. Then you have to question like how how are you approaching this situation and what's your your contribution to it because you should be able to say no when you mean no, really. Um, And how about how about considering like other. aspects of your life and and finding balance across that because obviously there's your home life your family um your work life but there's other aspects to your life as well and and how do you find balance across everything
1: well i think and again i know i keep going back to to kids and parents but i said that, that i never wrote about anything until i had kids so that's my area yeah that I, that's my first time going hang on this isn't working so um, I suppose it's my frame of reference but what I found was it was when I was at my busiest at work and with the kids was when I suddenly started to take an interest in doing other things that weren't work and kids because looking back now I needed it more than I had ever needed it before okay so, that's
0: interesting um, yeah.
1: yeah when it was just me and my husband and my job I kind of I used to stay later in work then was absolutely necessary because it just became a habit, this whole presenteeism thing. And I was lucky in that I worked for um, a company that actively discouraged presenteeism, but I still probably stayed a little bit later than necessary. And I used to like to be the last one in my team to go, just to, I just sort of felt that um, as their manager, I should be there later than them, which makes no sense. And in later years, after I had kids, I copped on and stopped doing that. But at the time, that's what I used to do. And um, it was only when I needed to be out the door in time to pick up my kids and needed to be trying to cook four dinners on a Sunday before going back to work on a Monday that I desperately needed to do something other than work and home. Um, So I started running. I took up Pilates. I started writing. People used to say, where do you find the time to write along with everything else? But it wasn't about finding the time to write. It was that it was letting off steam I, I craved it so when I would finally get to sit down at night and the kids were in bed and I had checked those last emails that I probably shouldn't have been checking at all then I would just let it all out on the laptop and press publish on the blog post and that one was therapy for me I mean it basically free therapy letting it all out <laughs> um, likewise running I'm ashamed to say I used to do absolutely nothing um, until after I had kids I mean walking to the bus stop to go out on a Saturday night camp I was like just not that person there was no running no sports of any kind Um, and then suddenly I started running probably just to get out of the house for half an hour on my own and get a bit of headspace and um, likewise Pilates then I did that for a few years and I really liked it so I think I would say People are probably better today than even 10 or 20 years ago at making sure to take time out to go running or go to the gym or whatever it is that you do. And I think I get the feeling, anecdotally at least, that the idea of work-life balance and flexible working goes way beyond parents and, and that many, many people who do not have children for all sorts of reasons would like to have about a better balance in their life and that maybe we're moving away from this idea of just work 60 hours a week and then fall on the couch and watch tv for two hours and then do it all again the next day um that people are getting better at looking after themselves and yeah going for that run in the
0: morning before starting work that kind of thing yeah so you mentioned earlier um you kind of touched on the the kind of mums versus dads and it it tends to be mums where the this kind of, I suppose, maybe the sense of imbalance falls on because the men, they're not, I suppose, not as many men are taking the parental leave. They're not taking, uh, you know, they're getting the paternity now, which is great, but they're not taking necessarily the parental leave. And a lot of the burden probably falls on the mother in terms of um, looking after the kids. I'm not saying it's for absolutely everyone, but it, that's that tends to be the case a lot of the time, I think, certainly among my friends anyway.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, it's not as black and white as, you know, that, oh, women end up doing it because men won't do it. I think it, it's very nuanced. I think that, for example, if you're at home on maternity leave and then you take some extra unpaid leave, that notion of being at home isn't so alien anymore and you know the opportunity comes up next summer then to take some more parental leave and you can get your head around that because you've done it already you've been at home for a year the world didn't end you went back to your job the world didn't end and you didn't get paid while you were off but you managed to make it work through savings or whatever so the idea isn't impossible to get your head around but I do think for men who might be in the office all the time except for as you say that we now have paternity leave i mean my my youngest is seven and i don't think we had paternity leave even when he was born The things are changing all the time but like my husband has never taken one single day of parental leave for any of our three kids and i said it to him at one point i was like you know what it runs out when they're eight i think that has increased now i think it, it they, they can be older as of this year or next year um, but I said, you know, it runs out when they're eight. Would you take some parental leave? And like, yeah, but it's unpaid. And it, it was just a crazy idea mm. uh, to him that he would take leave that wasn't unpaid because where would we get money? Fair point. Um, and also he was saying, you know, it's not really a thing in his place. They don't really take um, parental leave. So I can see why it is that bit harder in our current Model in our current society for men to put their hands up and say um i'm going i'd like to book in for eight weeks unpaid leave please um, so i think sometimes it just happens by default we're at home on maternity leave that so becomes a bit more normal for us to stay home at other times and then what i very often see is redundancy comes up and a lot of women i know who are now working part-time or are at home for a few years with a view to maybe going back or at home time with the view to maybe never going back to work it started with redundancy and that was my case as well so I my office that I worked for closed after I had been there 17 years and it closed a few years ago and I thought right I'm going to give this a go with writing and see if I can change career and that's what I still do I'm in my home office here talking to you <laughs> um, but a lot of I've seen get offered redundancy or take redundancy or have um, a redundancy in which they have no choice, end up staying at home temporarily or permanently. Whereas men, when they are made redundant, In my experience from what i've seen tend to go straight out and look for a new job and i think it's a little bit again to do with our society this notion of men as breadwinners and of course if they lose one job they go get another whereas women can sometimes see the redundancy as maybe an opportunity to do something different so in my case to change career in someone else's case maybe to take some time out and stay at home with the kids and i do think that goes back to the fact that we take maternity leave and we can get our heads around the idea of being at home and also see that being at home is really hard work but really rewarding so we can see the benefits
0: of it as well Mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting then so it's kind of a a cultural thing almost about this this whole idea of you know men not necessarily asking for the parental leave because it's not the done thing women see it as kind of an opportunity and they're used to being at home because they've they've had the maternity leave experience already um and know that it's while it's challenging, it's actually rewarding at the same time. So you mentioned earlier about this whole idea of there's no one size fits all for everyone. You had a wonderful tip about putting your phone in in a drawer and turn it on silent so that you can be present with your kids and enjoy time with them in the evening before they go to bed. And then with a the view to, OK, if I need to check my phone later, I can I can check in. Do you have any ideas of like how someone might find out what would work really well for them kind of some steps that they could maybe go through or some things that they could try for themselves at home
1: yeah i mean i guess because as as we were saying just there there's never one fits all solution i suppose a very simple thing is to just sit down and write down or talk through with a partner and scribble down some that's What's working and what's not working. And in some cases, it might be that the job is great, but the commute is killing you. Like, I know, for example, years ago, my kids were in crash. Um, in the IFSC near my office, which was brilliant at the start because they were nearby and I could go down to them at lunchtime. But after a while, I realised it meant they were out of the house for 11 hours a day. So what had been great at the start when they were really small, when they got a little bit older, I kind of thought in my head, this isn't right. They're you know they're commuting that hour-long commute in in the morning and the hour-long plus them. Um, Um, depending Mm. on traffic going home in the evening and it's bad enough when you're an adult doing that but it suddenly seems like maybe that wasn't the best way for the kids to be spending their day so I think it shifts and changes all the time little things that you can if you identify what's not working and what is working and then try to change the thing that's not working and usually i mean the internet although obviously it brings many problems the parenting forums and facebook groups for parents are absolutely fantastic for those kind of questions what do you do if your child minder is sick or um what do you do if your kids are sick and you need to stay at home, what do you say to your boss? Or, you know, all those kind of questions about the everyday difficulties of managing having kids and having a job. And Facebook groups are absolutely brilliant for that kind of thing.
0: Brilliant. So do you have any other kind of tips or pointers that you would like to share? Anything that we haven't covered so far?
1: Um, I definitely think with regard to, think and I'm going back to the working parents and that whole frame of reference. It is about finding what works for you. I think that you can often think that what your friend is doing or what someone else is doing is fantastic but it might be fantastic for them and not for you i know a lot of people for example absolutely love the idea of working five mornings and being off in the afternoon, so you can pick up kids from school which sounds amazing but then a lot of people do it and realize it's actually just really hard work because you are rushing out of work to get to the school gate to pick up the kids there's no lunch break there's no downtime there's no me time there's just like everybody else time um so what seems to be the best idea may not be the best idea so I think sometimes it's about just looking at all the options and looking at what fits your family not necessarily what fits the mom you're chatting to um at the school gate or your neighbor or your friend from
0: No that's really interesting because i'm I'm always fascinated by the whole concept of the theory versus the reality so in theory you know working five mornings a week sounds amazing, but like you say the the practicalities or the the actual reality of it is that it could work out really terribly because you're rushing you've got no me time it's straight from one thing to another there's no time to kind of you know, you're kind of switching off work straight away and no time to kind of chill out or anything like that. So that's yeah, that's really, really interesting. So the question that I ask of everyone uh, who comes on the podcast is what makes you happier at work? Oh,
1: that's a good question. Uh, Well, I guess my my new job, uh, which is working from home as a writer, uh, is very different to my old job in an office. I don't know. In my old job, because maybe that's easier to answer. In my old job, I was always happiest when I had a balance. When I was busy, but not insane. I can't get out the door on time. What am I going to do? Who's going to pick up the kids? I've got a headache because I'm so stressed about this. But on the flip side, I hate it those times. You know, if you've just started a new role and there's absolutely nothing to do, or there's downtime between projects and it's really good for one day, when you're like this is such a relief. And then day two, you're drumming your fingers on the desk and you're kinda of making up work to do and you know you're making up work to do. You're going back <laughs> to things that admin from two years ago that, that really doesn't need to be done, or yeah. you're reorganizing some spreadsheet or some template and making some nice new spreadsheet for everybody that they don't need. Um so I I was always happiest at work when I had a good balance where I was kind of kept busy all day, but not like the wall stressful having to take the rescue remedy at lunchtime and <laughs> wondering if maybe there was a non-life threatening illness that would strike me down and keep me at home for two weeks just to <laughs> get out because it was just getting too far getting out of control that feeling of just out of control um so for me that was always the happiest time in my old job in mm. financial service in my new job of writing at home it's really just if i have a good morning getting writing done sitting at my laptop the kids are at school and I finish at two o'clock and get ready to go collect them and feel like yeah I've, I've got some words down on paper today it's going well so it's probably a bit simpler in some ways in my new job
0: yes yeah so long as you, you I suppose find joy and find happiness in, in what you're doing every day that's that's the difference that it makes and where can people find out more about you and feel free to talk about your books as well so
1: I have to say, I started six years ago and it was all about working motherhood because I was like just letting it all out <laughs> and over the years it evolved into a lot more parenting stuff then it evolved into just whatever's come into my head because, you know, that's the beauty of blogging, you can write about anything you want to write, um, so you could find anything there, um, holiday tips or anything, anyway, officemom.ie, all sorts of everything there and at the moment i'm writing my third book so my my second book with one click came out last year The paperback came out a couple of months ago and i'm nearly finished tweaking and tweaking my third book and that should be out next spring um so they're thrillers murder mystery thrillers type books and they are dark in places but not too scary i think i've I've let my twelve-year-old read them, so I suppose that's the
0: same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And can you give anything away about the new book that's coming out next spring? Uh, um, yeah, it's, uh,
1: it was inspired by the big freebie that we had in March uh, last year. Oh I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. When we were all snowed in, and the country went mad looking for bread, <laughs> yes. and was looting, and yeah. So it's about a woman who wakes up one freezing morning and looks out and sees a trail of footprints across her snow covered garden and they go right up to her bedroom window and stop there and they're a little deeper at the window as though someone was standing there looking in at her while she was asleep. So that's how it starts. She wants to know then who is coming into her garden at night and looking in at her and there's all sorts of backstories and side stories and a bit of murder thrown in. And
0: okay. Working title of The drift. so it may be called The drift. Brilliant. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate just for the fact that it was Snow Snowmageddon or whatever you want to call it from March of last year. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Andrea, for your time today. Um, that's been really interesting chat. So thanks very much for coming on. Well, there you have it. Author Andrea Mara sharing about balance. Thanks so much for staying tuned this far. I really appreciate it. So to summarise what Andrea has said, it's really about finding better balance. You feel more balanced when you enjoy your job more, which makes total sense. Balance to her really means getting rid of that guilt. So stop feeling guilty if you can't give it 100% at work. If you can't give it 100% at home, just get rid of the guilt. She also talks about how people overcompensate when they feel that sense of guilt and that's another driver of being out of balance the key thing to take away is to sit down and really take an honest view about what's not working for you well there you have it thanks for listening to the happier at work podcast with Aoife O'Brien don't forget to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review the podcast